Welcome to MBA in a Day, a brief, deep, and easy to understand place to get and apply important business concepts and principles, the same that are taught in top-tier MBA programs. I'm Professor Strausser, and in the 25 years that I've been teaching in elite MBA programs, I've noticed folks like doctors, attorneys, engineers, scientists, nonprofit executives, small business people, entrepreneurs, folks that are already well-educated, already smart, but may not have had the kind of business training that they need to be successful in their business or practice. So whether you're listening to this in your car, while commuting to or from work, on a plane, at the gym, on the beach, or just want to learn about business, let's get started with this episode's exploration of critical business concepts. This episode is about creating a pitch deck or an investor pitch and really comes out of one of my earlier podcasts where I was talking about the um, the top 10 things that go into a winning business plan. And a lot of the response was quite positive and um, a request to drill a little bit further into the idea of uh, pitching uh, to an investor. But what I'm going to share with you is really not only about pitching to an investor. It might be, let's say you're a salesperson and you've got a major account, a major customer that you want to land. Um, the same format might be easily adaptable to making a pitch to get some new business or even to pitch yourself as a candidate for uh, some kind of new job opportunity. So the basics are there. It will be uh, presented more in the form of uh, pitching a new company, uh, an entrepreneurial venture to a potential investor, but think about it also in more general terms uh, and the other uses that you might get out of this. So the basic pitch is simply a set of 10 to 12 slides that should be very simple. The slides should have a minimal amount of words on each slide, a minimal amount of lines on each slide. There's a term, people call them eye charts, where you see 50 rows of information on a slide in 10 columns on that slide in six-point font that are impossible to read. You don't want this. You want the slides to be basically a roadmap for you to narrate. No more than five or six words on a line and no more than five or six lines on a slide. So keep it simple, <clears throat> and we'll go through the, uh, the sequence of slides and what you might want to cover on each one of those. We begin the presentation with a simple um, elevator pitch, kind of a 25 words or less, uh, you know, why you're here today, why the listeners should care about your product or service, what it is in kind of a nutshell, but importantly, what you want in this first slide is a hook. You want to make sure that 
they are really interested because you've got basically 15 to 30 seconds to really capture their attention. Those first 15 or 30 seconds are really going to pave the way. So you want to give just a very quick background of your company, what it's doing, and why it's important. Then you get into more of the, uh, the essence of the presentation. The next slide or two, you want to talk about what problem is it out there that you and your company can uniquely solve? What is the heartburn? What's the pain? And then, importantly, how many people have this pain? What is the, the size of this market that has the pain? And who is already trying to address this pain, and why do they suck at it? What are the shortcomings of the incumbents that are out there trying to address this pain? Translating that into what kind of market size that you can address reasonably. What is the, not only the problem, but how big of a problem is it? Who has it? And how does this represent an opportunity for your company? After you've set the stage for the need for your product or service, then you want, you finally can get into what it is that you've got. Now, so many entrepreneurs are so in love with their product or service, they want to jump right into talking about how great it is. You need to hold back, tell them, tell the audience, the listener, you know, what's wrong, and then here comes the cavalry in the form of your product or service, and now you can tell them all about your product or service. So how is your approach to this so unique, so groundbreaking? Now you can describe what it is exactly that you've got, the bells and whistles and so on. You can also, very importantly, talk about what the future will hold in terms of future developments that you can provide. Most investors are wary about investing in a one-trick pony, you know, a one-product company. So you want to be able to show the investor that you're thinking down the road into the future and talk about different versions of what it is you're talking about today, uh, what other markets you might be able to serve with your product, because an investor, they really want to be investing in an annuity. They want to know that there is a, going to be several cycles, several iterations of improvements and different methods and different products that can spin off of what you're going to be presenting with them today. This is being brought to you by MBA in a Day 2.0. Why spend years and $50,000 when you can get the recently updated classic business bestseller with easy to understand business principles and concepts, the same as those taught in top tier MBA programs. Listeners to this broadcast can save $5 off the $19.95 retail price by going to mbaandaday.com 
and entering the code MBA 2.0. The revenue model, the way that you're going to make money with this thing. So is it something that you're going to sell outright? Are you going to lease it? Are you going to start off with a freemium model and then eventually upgrade people into more premium opportunities? Are you going to um, sell it on a per-use kind of basis? Is it a license? Exactly how is it that you plan to convert this uh, new idea, this new product or service? How are you going to make money from it? You should also spend a, a slider to talking about the management, the talent that you've assembled. Now, a lot of entrepreneurs will suggest that you put the management section right up at the front because in a lot of cases, an investor is betting on the management team more than the product or service. However, generally, you want to be able to set the table first and then be able to describe the talent you've developed is so uniquely qualified to create this product or service. So importantly, on your management team, you want to be able to demonstrate experience, track record, and also a certain amount of domain expertise that is specific to whatever industry you're going to be entering. Another thing that most entrepreneurs tend to overlook is spending any time talking about marketing. You know, it's kind of the if you build it, they will come attitude. Well, you know, we just show this product and boom, uh, we really, you know, don't have to do a lot of marketing. And in my opinion, most failure in new ventures largely can be attributed to the uh, underestimating or even ignoring this whole aspect of marketing. So what's the go-to market strategy? So a slide or two talking about how you're going to get this product from, you know, your workbench, from your facility. How is it going to get in the hands of the customer? What is the marketing strategy, what kind of advertising, what kind of social media, are you going to have direct sales, who are your channel partners, how does this product or service move from your facility into the hands of customers, and importantly, how does the cash register ring? So marketing becomes really critical and often overlooked. And then really kind of towards the end of this whole thing, is when we talk about money. So again, lots of entrepreneurs want to just jump right in at the beginning and talk about how much money they need, how they, you know, what what is the big prize for the investor. And the idea is to leave this towards the end because if you've done a good job of selling yourself, selling that there's a need in the marketplace, selling that you've got a product or service that uniquely meets that need, then the numbers become, I wouldn't say less important, but they aren't going to be quite as uh, problematic, let's say, to the listener, to the audience. So your financial section is really towards the end, 
and also importantly, becomes really simple. You don't want to have your five-year projections, you know, 60 months of projections with 35 rows on the screen. All you want to do is really talk about the very top-line salient financial information. So, first of all, how much money do you think you need? Second of all, how are you going to use that money? What's it going to be used for? Thirdly, how is the investor going to get that back? How and when? So, Maybe a three-year projection with simple top-line numbers like, you know, revenue for each year, expenses for each year, margin for each year, profit for each year. Those basic things are all you need in the financial section. Now, obviously, once you've made this pitch and an investor is interested, then you are going to get into the weeds in terms of these numbers, but that's for a different time. This initial pitch is really to get the next meeting that is all about diving into the business plan, for instance. So those are the basic slide categories. Generally, that's, you know, 10, 12 slides, for instance. Um, again, remember that each slide should be very simple, should have, you know, five or six lines, five or six words in each line. Avoid the temptation of the horsepower of PowerPoint to clutter up the slides with all kinds of tricky animation. All that stuff is simply distracting to the viewer. And it also presents opportunities for problems in presentation because sometimes you might be using a different laptop or a different uh, set of technology. And the more you trick it out, the more problems you make possible. So keep things as simple as possible. Very simple background, very easy to read letters, um, simple font, and practice. Guaranteed, the first time you do this, it's not going to go very well. Or it may go well, but you're going to notice some obvious parts of the presentation that need to be changed. You know, you think of it like a uh, comedian who does stand-up. You watch a comedian do a, a seven-minute bit, and that seven-minute bit has probably taken three months to create. And the comedian gets that seven minutes honed by going to open mics over those three months, each time trying a different word here or there, understanding where the laugh lines are, where the dead air comes in. After doing a seven-minute bit 30, 40 times, the comedian finally has the bit down to where you see it and you think it's terrific. Likewise, your presentation is probably going to take many, many iterations before you really feel like you, like you have it right. So that's been a very quick overview of the important part of not only becoming an entrepreneur, getting your next dream job, it all relates to making a very effective, quick, 
and productive presentation in 10 to 12 minutes or less. Thank you for listening to this episode of MBA in a Day. Why spend years and $50,000 when you can get the recently updated classic business bestseller with easy-to-understand business principles and concepts, the same as those taught in top-tier MBA programs? For listeners to this broadcast, you can save $5 off the $19.95 retail price by going to mbaanaday.com and entering the code MBA 2.0.